When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. Hey there, believers. I got a good episode for you today. Um, before I get into that, I just want to say thank you again to Sam Tripoli and the guys at Tinfoil Hat Podcast. Um, and for the swarm, you guys are showing up. Uh, today, I'm, I'm speaking to somebody who reached out that heard me on Tinfoil Hat. Uh, I love it. I love it. Keep it coming. Um, thank you guys for coming on to my show checking out my past episodes i got an archive of almost 100 episodes now um you're really helping me out you're helping the show to grow i've had tons of five-star ratings and reviews thanks to you uh, just in the last eight days that i've been on the show um my my listenership has almost tripled and i thought i was doing okay before but it's doing great so let's just keep that momentum going i will try to keep bringing everything i can to you guys um I'm shaking this, sorry, it's an alarm. Um, I'm shaking this virus or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'll be back to work in a few days, but <clears throat> still working out some kinks, still a little bit weak, but good to go. Tonight, I'm bringing on, well, I don't even know if he wants me to give his name uh, due to his line of work, but I'm bringing on Dan onto the show. I'll, I'll let him give any more details on that as to, you know, how to identify him or where he is or what he does. Um, he has some very compelling uh, UFO experiences, um, some sightings. Um, he's also got some more he said, he said he's going to talk about. So we kept it kind of vague in our email exchanges, but we stayed in good contact with each other. I'm very excited to hear what he has to say, especially the one that happened at a young age. Um, this large rectangular shaped craft, he said, was massive, like the size of two football fields. So I got to hear more about that. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring him onto the show. So just hang in there with me. And if, if you guys want more, um, more content, I'm on Patreon. Um, I got five tier levels to choose from, uh, two bucks a month, show support for the show, $5 and up. There's different kind of packages. Okay. Uh, for $5 a month, you'll get bonus content. You'll get early release episodes. Um, I believe there's even swag that comes out to you guys every few months. 
I'm not sure exactly what the details are on some of those. I'll have to check back and look at them. But um, yeah, there's there's something, there's a level out there for everybody. If you want to uh, work out deals with being sponsors, we can work out some kind of, you know, sign up for whatever tier and I can do promos for, you know, for whatever you want me to promote. Um, you know, just like any kind of other sponsorship because I have no sponsorships as far as through my, my podcast app and stuff like that. So whatever you guys want to do to show support, I greatly appreciate it. I love it. I try to give back. Um, I'm kicking around the ideas of a big giveaway coming up soon. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I'll shut up. Let's go ahead and bring on Dan. Uh, well, Bo, thank you for having me on. Uh, my name is Danny and currently live in Texas where I'm actually a uh, sheriff's deputy. But I've had quite a few experiences with paranormal and ufos actually starting in california of all places that's where i was actually born and raised um uh first one was back in 2005 okay. i was 17 so pretty young yeah um it was pretty early in the morning, about 2 or 3 a.m., and me and my friend were actually on our way home. Uh, it was a normal night, not cloudy or stormy in any way, and we actually lived next to an Air Force base. Uh, saw this thing driving. It was in the air. We're pretty far off, probably... Uh, it's probably a mile away by now. Mm -hmm. It looked big. And we actually, at the time, I was thinking, oh, that's a hot air bomb. You know, this was Northern California next to Travis Air Force Base. And right. in Northern California, we have hot air balloons pretty often. But I was like, it's like two in the morning. What's a hot air balloon doing out right now? It seemed right. weird. So it's we're driving like towards it it's, it can't really tell if it's moving or if, if it is moving it's not moving very fast and uh as we're getting closer i realized that's no hot air balloon and the thing is big it was probably about about twice the size of a football field but it was like 200 yards long maybe 100 yards wide wow and it's real low real low um, you know, it's hard to judge altitude, yeah. uh, but my guess is maybe like maybe 300 feet up in the air mm. at most. I mean, it's real low and it's coming at us as we're coming towards it and it's traveling real slow. Um, I say slow, like 50 miles an hour. So it seems fast, but with you being there for us, you know, aircraft 50 yeah. is, I mean, snail's pace yeah it's crawling yeah <laughs> oh yeah i mean that's slow for an aircraft so we see this thing and my buddy um is terrified um he's telling me go home go home go home that's all he's saying and of course in my head i'm like yeah obviously i'm going home like i'm not ah that stuff scares the bejesus out of me so i wasn't gonna stick around for it right well 
as we're basically parallel with it, I realize I have to turn underneath it. So I make my left hand turn to go underneath it and there's no noise at all. No noise, no propulsion, there's no wings. The thing is a box, like a rectangle. Like there's defined edges. So a lot of people say like, oh, I saw a cigar shape or right. you know, a saucer. This was no saucer, this was no cigar. It was rectangle, there's edges. Um, they have no noise. Um, trees weren't moving from like wind. I mean, nothing, dead quiet. And we drove right underneath it and I drove straight home. Mm. As soon as we get home, you know, we, we run into the house. I mean, sprint into the house and we're looking through the windows, looking, nothing, nothing outside. Didn't hear anything in the papers, the news, nothing. Wow. And so, you know, Air Force Base, could it have been some sort of aircraft? Maybe, but that's not, Travis Air Force Base is in the San Francisco Bay Area, sort of. It's a populated area. I mean, the town that it's in, we always called it a small town growing up, but that was a small town of 100,000. You know, small town for San Francisco Bay Area. Right. So, you know, it's it's not a million people. It's only 100,000. Yeah. But so it's a very populated area. You know, so that's what really, you know, if they're testing out an airplane, why would you do it in that type of place? Right. Yeah. One, I, I that don't sound like anything that, you know, that I was made aware of. I had a secret clearance. You know, I worked on. I, I've mainly focused on B-52s. You know, that was the jet I was stationed with. Right. But my gosh, man, something to be that size. Where would you I, put it? was it? huge. You know, where, where would Yeah, I mean, exactly. No. That, let me ask it, you about, it, this, it, about this UFO real quick. I've, I've, never, I've never seen anything like that before. And, and I haven't seen anything like that after. Um, you know, I did four years in the military. I saw all kinds of aircraft. I actually was on a um, LHD um just like a mini aircraft carrier mm-hmm. um i've seen lots of aircraft never seen anything like that remotely right you know yeah that's that's insane size and it's rectangular completely quiet it is re- yes that goes against anything yep. that we have you know we don't have anything like that if we do it's yeah i mean secret, secret squirrel stuff they wouldn't be just floating it around norcal <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, exactly. It definitely wouldn't consider it still be a aerodynamic at all. Right. You know, no wings, square, not aerodynamic in the least. Well, let me ask you some more about that. Um, were you able to see like a height of how tall this thing was? Like a thickness kind of kind of deal? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, again, it's hard to judge size. I may be yeah. off a little bit by my dimensions just because it's in the right. air. Yeah. But, you know, like 200 yards long maybe 100 yards wide or maybe less maybe 80 and probably my guess like 30 to 40 yards tall wow okay so i mean it was tall real yeah, tall like, yeah it's like a building like a like a city yeah like exactly right right you know i wouldn't say a skyscraper but a fairly large you know building i mean it was yeah. big that's crazy and you know i mean 
was it any particular color? Could you tell where it's up, you know, where it's dark at night and stuff? Was it just black or? So to me, it looked black. I mean, could it have been metallic and just from the night sky, it looked black because it was just dark outside, you know, you know, black, gray, metallic. I don't know, but it was, it was dark. Man. You know, the, the, the craft itself looked dark and there was no lights at all. all right, that was my next question. So, no lights, no windows, no nothing observable like that. No, I remember you saying you saw um, in your experience a, a green light. Yeah. There was none, no light whatsoever. Man. So there was no blinking lights. There was no solid lights. There was nothing. Wow. Almost like it was a, you know, a dead craft, you know, just other than the fact that it was moving. 50 miles an hour there was no you know life to be seen on it there was no windows that i could tell no nothing that's wild and you said your, your buddy it was strange uh your buddy won't talk about it anymore like no so i've asked him well i take that back so throughout the years i've asked him hey man do you remember blah 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 and he's like no, yeah i remember and that's it like you're real cold about it you know like yeah and conversations ended um, just recently, um, when I contacted you, I contacted mm -hmm. him and he was like, yeah, he said he remembered, but again, our conversation was a single text message about it. And that's it. I mean, he, it was scary. I mean, it was, a, it was pretty terrifying, yeah. you know, at 17, I mean, granted, you know, lots of stories of abductions, things like that. I, I couldn't even imagine, couldn't even fathom the, the, the fear, but that was enough for me. Yeah, no doubt. Work. That, 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 that in itself was enough for me. Were you guys the, the type that believed in this stuff beforehand? Uh, like, was it something you're open to? Uh, so, I would say open to it. So, when I was a kid, I liked watching History Channel, things like that. During that time, I don't think Ancient Aliens was even around yet, but, right. you know, they talked about, sir, they had some programs on at that time that talked about ufos not that i believed in it it was just to me it was interesting to watch but you know i never really expected to see something yeah and that after, never really crossed my mind after this it seems like uh your world kind of opened up to more <laughs> <laughs> you know you got you got these other experiences after this. yeah um yeah so you're in the military right after that yeah so i had a big gap actually i at eight at 19 i moved to texas um i wasn't doing much of my life you know i was waiting tables and busting tables and i was like i'm gonna do this the rest of my life and it's like go make something of myself so I joined the military and I was old. I was an old guy. I was 24 in boot camp. And uh, after about, oh, this was about three, two and a half, three years in, uh, I'm married at this time. And we lived off base. And I was stationed at 29 Palms in Southern California in the Marine Corps. And so we lived off base and we're having a little fire outside, just me and my ex-wife. And it's probably about midnight um off to the 
southwest, pretty high in the sky, saw a light. Well, I saw a light come on, I should say. And the light came on like it, like how a moon will wax and wane. It didn't just blink on, it like waxed on from like left to right and it whoop, became a full circle. And it was whitish, yellow in color. Um, didn't think anything, just thought it was weird. Like, what is that? Right. You know, at this point, I'd been in the military for some years. Uh, been to a few places overseas, saw lots of aircraft, saw lots of things, and a lot in training, of course. Just it didn't fit, and it was way off base. I mean, the base was actually located to our uh, about northeast, and this was southwest. Okay. Saw it, then travel. It hovered in that moment, in that area, for about ten minutes, and then it traveled across the sky, and it went to our. Uh, I believe it was our east to the eastern portion of the sky. And then again, it just hovered and it stayed right there for another five or 10 minutes. And then it waxed away or waned away, as I would say. Again, like the moon, it came on one full circle and then went off. Like it, like a windshield wiper, wiped right. it on, wiped it off. And so we're like, you know, what is that? Never seen it before. It's very odd, strange. And we're like, that's it's crazy. Like, again, maybe it's something that military has I've just never seen before. But it was never over the base, and never at any point in time of the flight that we saw was over the actual base. Pretty far away, miles. Especially being in the air, I'm sure it was, you know. 15, 20 miles away from base, at least. Right. And then about a year later, um, I was a young gunner. Um, so I was, I was a tanker. I, I operated a, uh, the M1A1 Abrams battle, uh, main battle tank. And the gunner is kind of like in charge of the tank. They do most, make sure all the mains is done. They're in charge of most of the crew. The only ones ahead of them is the tank commander who just honestly doesn't show up. You know, it's, they're, they're too busy, you know, uh, playing video games or right. working out or doing whatever they want to do. So I get tasked to, to me and a driver to take a lieutenant out to the field. And he was going to go and um, learn how to call in air support and call in fire. I don't know if it's air support, but call in uh, artillery. Uh, and calls for fire. So uh, I have to go just so that there's another enlisted man to help the, if the tank breaks down, basically. I'm there just in case I'm having to have to fix it. So the me and the driver drive him out to the field. He gets off the tank, hops in Humvee, and drives off to who knows where to go do his training. So me and the driver just sitting there, you know, Hanging out, you know, eating crayons as Marines do. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, we began just talking. I'm telling him about what I saw in that sky. I was like, yeah, man, it was, you know, it came on, came across the sky, came off, seemed weird. And he's very skeptical, which 
I totally understand. Seems, you know, like, okay, yeah, you saw UFO, whatever you say. Well, during that conversation, it appears behind him. Mm. And I'm like, look, there it is right there. He jumps off that tank and looks around. He goes, no way. And I'm like, that's exactly what I was telling you about. That's it. Same thing. Hover there, five, 10 minutes. And that would have been, mm, I want to say it was in the western sky. Then it moved to the, about the northern sky. Hovered for five, 10 minutes, waned away. Hmm. And we were like, dude, can you believe that? We saw that. I told you that's exactly what I was telling you. And he's like, that's so nuts. He's like, I don't know what that is. I don't know. I'm like, neither do I. And, um, you know, we're, uh, as a gunner, we take a lot of classes and actually take uh, a test on vehicle identification Mm -hmm. and um, everything from ground vehicles to air vehicles, because we have to know if that thing coming is friendly or foe. And we're only allowed to miss um, two vehicles out of 20. And if one of them is an American, immediately you, you fail. So we don't want a friendly fire, of course. Right. Never seen that before in my life. Hmm. He's never seen that before in his life. I don't know what that was. About an hour later, he becomes violently ill and starts throwing up everywhere. Really? And uh, I mean, he's, yeah, he's just sick, sicker than a dog, throwing up. Could it be a coincidence? Could be. I don't know, but I thought it was odd, you know, that after we see something like that, he's violently ill. Yeah, man. Uh, you think his you nerves know, got the best uh, of or? That's possible. Yeah. I mean, it could be something like that. It could be very, you know, very possibly, you know, I mean, it, it, it shook him, it shook me. Yeah. You know, I, I know that. Uh, how far away I, is, I, was this I, sighting from the first time you saw it with your wife? Far away in distance, like, yeah, like was it near the same area? Was it the same direction? Was it? Oh, gotcha. So, not, uh, not quite. Hmm. We were probably as the crow flies. I mean, close, yeah. We're as the crow flies from my house to that training area was probably thirty miles. Uh, north okay. and we saw it from the western sky and moved to the northern sky the second time while the first time we saw it from the southwestern sky to the eastern sky that's why i was asking it sounded like it's coming from a totally different direction in a totally different location yes somehow you're the one seeing it both times and that strikes me as odd. you know that that's odd You know, I, I'm just, I'm grateful that every time that I've seen one, somebody else was there. Yeah. You know, like, I, I'm not crazy because <laughs> I know somebody else was with me going, what is that? And I'm going, right? I have no idea. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not a, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, like, oh, I'm in law enforcement. I've been in my fights. I was in the Marine Corps. Uh, I, I can, I have some physical courage when it comes to dealing with another human being right something like that nah, terrifies me like i, I turn into a five-year-old kid yeah. um, you know i'm 
Mm-hmm. That's understandable, man. That's the unknown. I mean, not all of us right. are going to be like Will Smith on Independence Day and walk up and punch one in the face. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, that that that's not me, man. That's not me. <laughs> that's that. I'm the wrong guy for that one. What do you think this is, man? Uh, what is a uh, what do you think is behind these lights? You know, I in all three scenarios, I, I feel like there had to be some sort of how can I put it? At least in the last two, there was intelligent. Um, I mean, they were maneuvering. It was in one place, not moving. It moves to one location and it comes to a stop. Those, somebody made those decisions. Those were controls. Um, I, I hope, I really hope that it isn't um, extraterrestrial. Um, I, I, I would think it is. I, I'm, I believe that they're is life out there yeah but it scares me so i hope it isn't if that makes sense it does yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh, what they are i i don't know i mean all the different um interdimensional beings or you know aliens that are the conventional that we think of um I would think um, with all my being towards military bases that, you know, there, there was no response that I ever saw, you know, mm-hmm. I never saw, you know, uh, aircraft and chase. Right. So were they just not noticed to no one, you know, were they not picked up on radar or were they military, you know, that they got, uh this technology either we just don't know of or it was given to them you know you know that whole conspiracy theory that you know we got it from them right is i don't know yeah man so that's the thing like <laughs> yeah you say you hope it's not extraterrestrial or whatever and that's that's great but as bad as it sounds I would almost rather be rolling the dice on something from some other planet than trusting some foreign adversary that we know hates our guts that has this technology. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, if it's no, us yeah. with it, I, I, yeah. I, if it's us with it, that'd be one thing. Uh, that, that'd still be scary. As, and why, why be so secretive? You know, what are we up to that's, right. you know, I don't know, man. The more the more stories I hear like this, the less I figure out. So, uh, no, I'm right there with you. I mean, I've I've watched, I listen to a lot of podcasts, yeah. I watch a lot of programs, and it interests me to see on TV. You know, yeah. So most of the stuff I've seen. Uh, kind of makes sense similar not i would say similar to the the ones i saw but at least in the last two you know there was the lights you know seemed to be an orb or a circular in shape spherical in shape which is pretty common yeah. that first one i saw there was nothing you know there's never seen anything like it i've never 
heard any other accounts like it. Um, yeah, that's insane. Um, I've, that's what was unnerving to me is that was something totally different. Yeah, I've I've heard of these. It's um, I've heard people refer to them as motherships. You know, like it's something that size. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that you would think something would port on this thing. It, it'd be, okay. You know, sure. Um, but I've never seen anything that size. You know, I don't I don't know what in the world that would be. Um, and I got different theories about what aliens are. Um, it's constantly evolving and it's constantly changing. I don't know what to think. I'm just trying. Right. To, I'm just trying to wrap my head around something that I can understand and it's hard to do that you know it's hard to understand oh. this stuff but man you know, we're, we're putting our little box and understanding and when something shows up that we don't understand it's it's hard to grasp yeah man it is this episode is brought to you by kia's first three-row all-electric suv the kia ev9 with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. I want to take a second to tell you guys about Squatch Survival Gear Packs. Um, First of all, you need to subscribe to them on Instagram at Squatch Survival Gear. Uh, Chris does giveaways and stuff all the time. Uh, you get to see these products I keep telling you guys about for the last, I don't know, last year, year and a half. Um, they're made in America by um, American companies. And that's every single piece of the fabric, hardware, the buckles, frames, all the labor is done in America. Um, they're military style rucks that are like 65 plus liters. They have mid-size packs, 60 to 40 liters. And they also have uh, day packs, you know, like 30 or 40 liter packs, all these backpacks. Okay. Uh, it's great gear. It's quality tested. I own one. Um, I wouldn't be bugging you guys about checking this stuff out so much if I didn't believe in it. Uh, you can, like I said, follow them on Instagram, follow them on Facebook. All the packs are made to mil-spec standards, and what that means is military specifics. Uh, Chris is a, an Army vet, and every pack that he makes are modeled after packs that he had to use and modify. So it's the, it's the best the military has to offer that he's produced in his own style, and he's given them awesome names, um, like the Minahuni and the Rock Ape. And the Grassman, and, and they're all named after cryptids, you know, like uh, the Mothman pack that he's just now raffled off or, or gave away. And every time you buy one of these packs from Squatch Survival Gear, you're supporting multiple small businesses because Chris reaches out to individual businesses to help piece together all of these products. Check him out, 
Squatch Survival Gear, and use my new promo code, BUMP22. When we're in a new year, we got a new promo code, okay? It'll save you 10% on all products site-wide. Check him out. Squatch Survival Gear. Now, you said in your email that mm-hmm. you had some, uh, in your, the field of law enforcement, that you had some paranormal experiences. Yes. If you are open to discussing those, I would love to hear these. Sure. So I used to work in an agency that was like in San Antonio. So San Antonio is all like New York where there's New York. There's a lot of like, I don't know, over there they call them boroughs. Mm-hmm. On San Antonio, there's a lot of, it's a big city with probably 15 cities within it as well. Um, that like So our city, our entire border, every one of our borders bordered into San Antonio. Well, we had this, uh, it was not really assisted living, but it was like, it was like a senior living apartment, mm-hmm. but it was much, it was a step below senior living, I should say, or assisted living. And it was a large building. I think it's like 12 stories tall. It might be 10, very tall. It has like three wings. And uh, back in 2014, they had a fire and real bad. Um, five people actually died in the fire. Oh, no. And then one person died two days later after the fire. Some say, you know, the autopsy said, oh, it's health issues, not really fire related, but okay. Seems weird that fire happened and then two days later they died. I'm sure it was fire related. Anyways. Uh, entire building is vacated. Uh, they won't tear it down because it is the worst fire in San Antonio history. Hmm. Only, you know, five people died. So you wouldn't think it's that bad, but apparently the worst fire in San Antonio history. Yeah. Um, so they had to hire security because a lot of people wanted to do you know, paranormal investigations on it. And, uh, you know, the owners didn't want to be else in there to get hurt and insurance liabilities and, you know, that whole thing. So they actually hired the county and the deputies to do security on it. Well, that didn't last long. And the county, I, I didn't work for that agency and I work for the county. So what I have is third-party information. Okay. But they uh, refuse to um, continue their contract there because of paranormal activity. And it, uh, deputies were saying that there was doors that would open. And they were the type of doors that had like a handle. Mm-hmm. You know, like not a knob, but a handle. And they could hear the handle actually go down. The door swing open and the handle be released and hear it flum, 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 you know go oh, back wow. to normal and they like what the heck and they go and close it and walk away and it happened again so they said we're done not working here it's it, you know we're done well they had to get somebody else to fill that contract and they got you know some security agency well that security agency didn't have to go inside anymore they could just stay outside 
Mm. Um, that place just had a presence yeah, and not a good one. You know, there's, there was a lot of death in that place. Some of it, you know, was just old age, natural causes. We had suicides and then we had the fire and it was in top place. Every time I drove by, I didn't want to look up. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to look towards it. You know, I could feel it. You know, it was palpable. You, you knew that there was, it was not a good place. Yeah. Um, I had only been inside of it and I worked there for about five years. I maybe went inside maybe a half dozen times. Wow. And it, it was, it was not a good place. And uh, so yeah, I, I stayed away from that place entirely. It was, it was pretty, pretty spooky. Yeah. Um, you know, one time we went in and uh, there was a photograph, just a random photograph of a, you know, a baby and you know, had date of birth date of death and it died you know two years ago two years after it was born a two-year-old baby when it passed away next it was a um dentures and that was it you know empty room that's all that's in the room now how real is any of that stuff i i don't mess with it you know i'll walk out yeah well let me ask the the feeling that you get from it is it just uh like an empathy, like it's it's just so traumatic that it brings you down, or does it feel like something negative is there, like something that would do you harm? So, to me, to me, it feels negative. To me, it feels overbearing, foreshadowing, like or just you know, um, heavy. I wouldn't, I've never, I've never felt sad. I always felt um, on edge, uh, fearful. You know, that, that's the feelings I get when I'm around that, when I was around that place. Yeah. Um, I've been to a lot of death, um, a lot of unintended car crashes, suicides, you name it. I've been to a lot of stuff and a lot of, a lot of deaths. You get nothing. It's just another call, just another body. Um, and some of them you go to and you can feel it, you know, and then you can just feel the, I don't really want to say the word evil, but, you know, you feel the, just that, that, that power, that yeah. overbearing heaviness of it. Yeah. Um, and that's the feeling I get there. It's just very um, overpowering. I mean, I worked with a lot of guys and, some guys thought it was spooky. Um, that was about it. And other guys didn't really care. It's just another building to them. Um, but that place had some weight. Yeah. Uh, whenever I went by it, it just had that weight. Um, you know, we, one of the guys on my shift, uh, I worked with one time, he was actually in seminary school. Um, he was going to be a preacher. Oh, okay. Um, he, uh, decided, you know, during his schooling that his calling wasn't to be a preacher, but to be a, uh, a police officer. Um, we get a call for suspicious activity into a house. So we both show up, we walk in and she's like, yeah, they're 
my doors are opening and closing. There's somebody in my house. So, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking anything of it. I go into tactical mode and, you know, buddy, we just be clear of the house. You know, there's nobody here. Cool. You tell her, hey, you know, I don't know what you heard, but, you know, there's nobody in this house. You know, anything else happens, you know, give us a call back. Take care. And uh, after we leave, he goes, did you feel it? I said, feel what? He goes, you didn't feel that presence? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, she's a witch. I was like, what do you mean she's a witch? He's like, well, she's, you know, practicing witchcraft. And he's telling me all the stuff that he saw. You know, he's seen the, you know, he's seen incense burn. He's seen stones. He's seen whatever, you know, the, the multitude of things. And I'm like, nah, man, all I saw was a bunch of dead bugs and, <sighs> you know, this is a dirty house, man. And uh, he's like, no, nah, she's practicing things. And she's allowing things into her home. And that's what's opening doors. That's what's making issues there. Mm. And I was like, and you let me in that house, man? Like, <laughs> you know, you give me a warning because I would have walked out and said, hey, good luck to you. Take care. <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, I, I'm a police officer. I'm not the Ghostbusters. So I open <laughs> my job. So, um, you know, the, uh, we go into a lot of houses. We go to a lot of scenes. We see a lot of things. And um, some guys, I think, can see it better than others and can recognize it better than others, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of scary stuff out there. Yeah, I, th I think you're right. I think that uh, for whatever reason, and I don't know if it's because you had an experience at the age of 17 that kind of opened your mind up to the other side of things. Right. But for whatever reason, yeah, man, I, I think you are absolutely sensitive to this stuff. And Well, I, I, I am a Christian. You've talked about it before. I am a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ. I'm, I know he died for my sins, and, and I have that relationship. Absolutely. And um, I believe in the Bible, and, and this stuff's talked about. Yeah. Evil spirits, are, you know, to me that that's, it's real. It's not a, it's not a what if or is it or, you know, yeah. sure some things can be explained, some things are just natural happenings, right? But there are, you know, there are phenomena that are not of this world, <laughs> and so I, I, I you know, um, I had another one. Uh, me and a good friend. Well, I don't say good friend, partner. He is a good friend, but he was my partner. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get the call, another suspicious circumstance. And this was actually at a dentist's office. And this dentist's office isn't old. It isn't decrepit or, you know, spooky looking. It's, it's in a strip mall. Um, it's late. Uh, and we get a call that their back door opened and closed mm -hmm. and the back door doesn't have, have a handle from the outside you know it's flat on the outside well, you can only go you can only open the door from the inside of the building so we go in it's like just the secretary and like a dental hygienist and that's it just two women and uh, so we're like hey you know sit right here in the lobby and me and my partner will go in and, and clear the area, make sure there's nobody in there. And so 
the lobby is separated, you know, by a wall and a door. So we go in and we start um, trying to clear the rest of the building. Well, we hear in the background a cackle, like not just a laugh, but like a cackle. Mm. And we're like, okay, someone's in here. So we're like, you know, let's check it out. We go through the, the building and there's nobody in that place, completely empty. Um, we walk back up to the front and we're like, oh, you know, the girls must have made a joke and we're laughing about something, you know? And so we walk up like to the back and we're like, hey, hey, go back out there. Sorry. Kids just walked into the room. Oh, that's all right. Um, so, I, you know, I, uh, uh, we asked the girls, you know, did y'all make a joke or something or were y'all laughing? We walked back in here. And they're like, no, we heard that laugh too. We thought you found somebody. Mm. And I was like, well, um, good luck. Um, call us back if something happens. Uh, you take care. Um, <laughs> I, I can't shoot a ghost, you know, like, right. you know, you, you take care, man. Like, I hope it works out for you. Um, but, you know, and it, it wasn't nothing to the left or the right of it was open open it wasn't like um the sound came from you know next door or anything like that it had like we heard it as if it was just down the hall Mm-mm-mm. um and so we fully expected to find somebody back there and be like you know come on man what are you doing in here you can't be back here you know that's type of thing right nope not a soul Wow. You know, very strange. That is strange. That's like that it being on a strip ball though, that that kind of tosses a wrench in things too. Like, is it right. something on the property? Right. Um, is there some kind of object that somebody brought in uh, to decorate with that, that has an attachment to it? Um that, man, that's just weird. It was it was it was, you know, the, again, um I've had some instances where they, you know, it's one of those that could be explained. Could be. Um, you know, there's ways that, it, you know, there's, um, it could be debunked. You know, there's no way that that one's, you know, soundproof. It was just a very odd, unsettling, you know. Well, here, here's my opinion real quick about debunking stuff. Unless you're there, <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless, right. unless you have that feeling and you know what was going on, I don't give as much credit to people trying to debunk as I have, you know, as I give to people that actually experienced it. You know what feeling you got from that place. Um, it's your experience. You know what I mean? Right. If you felt like something bad was there, then I'd, I'd say go with your gut, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, I, uh, I've had some close calls doing my job and, yeah. you know, I've, I've had a guy uh, at one point try to pull a gun on me and we tussled and whole nine I've had, I've had it all. Um, but when it comes to something like that, I'm, I'm a coward, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I'm a coward. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not messing with it. Um, you know, I, it's beyond my, my control, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's totally. Okay. You know, I, I don't want anything to do with that either. 
to be honest. Right. Uh, like I, like I said before, I, I, you know, did a little bit of ghost hunting and stuff when I was mm-hmm. younger, and uh, when it got super real, I walked away from that. Yeah, I, I don't want that. Right. Um, I got all the confirmation I needed. Good enough. Have a good day. Uh, I love to talk about it. I love to try to figure it out. I love to read about it. Um, but I don't have any desire to go poking demons or whatever else with <laughs> right it's not, it's not for me to do uh i actually had an instance where um somebody was actually trying to provoke uh an incident and this actually happened in the military um uh, that was brand new to the marine corps i was actually in tank school and at the time it was held in uh, fort knox kentucky oh yeah and uh Lots of old cemeteries on that base. Yeah, man. And uh, uh, somebody had bought a Ouija board, and they decided they wanted to go play with it at the graveyard. Well, the sergeant who was in charge of us that night decided, yeah, that'd be funny, and tasked me to, to be the leader of this secret operation. You know, oh, yeah. um, he took it as a learning experience. So. You know, I had to write a five-paragraph order, um, the whole nine, present it to the sergeant. Um, we went on this mission, you know, it's Fort Knox, and he said, you know, if you get caught, um, I don't know about it, so good luck. Right. You know, so uh, it was about me, and I want to say probably six or seven of us uh, in total. Um, you know, we had to keep uh, communications up and whole nine, so we get to the – I, I – I, didn't think anything was going to happen. This was just, no, I didn't want to do it. I got tasked with it. So uh, we get there and they start asking questions and not much is really going on. You know, it's a Ouija board. Um, at this point, to me, it seemed like guys were just messing around, um, but there was no answers, right? Like they were asking questions, but no one was actually getting any legitimate answer for anything. Right. Um, one of my buddies, at that point, um, threw his head back, and best I can describe it is speaking in tongues. I, um, I go to a Baptist church now, but the Baptist church I go to isn't the type that speaks in tongues. Yeah. So I don't know what it was, but to me, that's like what it resembled. Um, me being in charge of the desk, like, hey, be done, put it up, let's go, and they kind of picked him up helped him out and we w- walked out and began making our way back to the barracks. Um, he kind of came to and was like, nah, like I remember man, but it was weird. Like I, I know what happened, but like, it just, I wasn't really myself. Like I didn't feel myself. He's like, I know what I was doing, but I um, just wasn't myself. I'm like, okay. Um, you know, we left. Well, he's actually a preacher now. Um, Is he really? He's a preacher now. Yeah. Good. Yeah, he, he has his own church in uh, 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 Kansas. Uh, he's a preacher now. He's doing doing well. So, I mean, you know, I guess that really – he I know I know he was a Christian beforehand, but I think that really, you know, yeah. opened his eyes to, to real evil. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm sure there's got to be some pretty nasty spirits, you know, on Fort Knox, Kentucky. I mean, we had – yeah, you know, you'd be standing guard 
there's a long hallway, second story. That was it. There was like, you know, um, 20 rooms, like 10 rooms on each side of the hallway. And you stand guard and you see somebody walk from one doorway to the next. And you'd be like, hey, no, I'm supposed to be awake right now. And you go, look, there's nobody there. All right. You know, just, mm. just, you know, strange things like that. Nothing crazy that we had any like real hard evidence or just yeah, strange evidence. Yeah. That's like I was telling you before we started recording uh, down there at our, it was a corrosion control facility hangar at Barksdale. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody, the story goes, you know, somebody had fallen off the catwalk that, the catwalk is like towards the top of the hangar. Right, right, right. Um, there's like a little walkway, you know, platform. Yeah, somebody had fallen off there and died. And, yeah. you know, you're in this creepy ass, or this big creepy hangar, and you'll hear somebody walking up and down that catwalk. Yeah. Or somebody will be banging on the front door, and you go out there and there's nobody there. Um, yeah. Uh, that stuff, it lingers, man. It does. But you know, it's that Ouija board experience you're talking about, that's it's scary, but it's almost funny. Like you go out there and instead of having a scary experience, you got this future preacher unlocking spiritual gifts, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> like he, falls, he falls straight into battle, never comes back, man. <laughs> yeah, funny. and that's uh, awesome. He 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 uh, tell you well, a fire illuminates him and um we actually on ship. He was actually giving sermons on ship too. Uh, awesome. We deployed him on what's called a Mew, and this was probably only eight months, maybe maybe a year later. And he starts giving sermons on ship, and and, and you know now he's got his own church, and he's he's doing awesome. You know he's doing good things. That's fantastic. But um, oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know it's not, it's not about the military, man. There's you know I don't know if it's because so many military members are younger. Mm-hmm. And so maybe still more open to that type of uh, experiences um, or just the fact that so many young men are placed in situations where they're, you know, in situations and places where there's a lot of trauma and a lot of death. And so, yeah, um, well, a lot of a lot of people that join the military aren't coming from good situations, man, you know, right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there's you know a mean? whole lot of uh, reasons for bases to be haunted. I think. Yeah, there's a whole and, lot being held in there. And there's, I mean, you know, you're talking about the stuff, and uh, you know, the weird happens in in the military. And we had a lot of uh, superstitions in uh, the Marine Corps, um, at least in tanks. You know, uh, it seemed kind of funny. It seemed very silly to me. And so I saw things actually happen. Right. So like um, on tanks, um, uh, there are certain words we couldn't utter. So like apricots were no go. You don't say that word. You don't bring them on the tank. Bad juju. Yeah. And, uh, you know, could they be coincidence? Of course. You know, we had our um, – our corpsman at the time, you know, the Marine Corps doesn't have any medics. We get our from the Navy. And so our Navy corpsman was laughing at us and jumped on my tank and started saying apricot. Uh, tank broke down that day. Nuh-uh. Yeah. So we told our gunny, hey, cor- hey, you know, uh, uh, Doc was up here, you know, 
saying, hey, we're caught on top of the tank. He made him, he made that cornman, you know, poke his finger with a hypodermic needle and actually made him, you know, put a bloody cross on the tank and give blood back because they had, they, you know, the tanks had a their own god and the god's name was Crom and oh, the wow. whole nine. Yeah, the whole nine. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've seen all kinds of just, you know, no one believed in it. You know, well, if they're saying some stuff and something happens now, I don't believe it's Crom or, right. you know, this other stuff, but enough people believe in it. And then it's, you know, a darker power and then can take that fear yep. and turn it against you. Yep. Yeah. Crom, that's a, I, I know that that god's name because that's off of an old conan exactly conan yes. the barbarian yeah man yes i, I read all that's those novels where <laughs> that's where it came from that's exactly where it came from i think he was the god of um gosh he was a god of some metal yeah and so he said he was the god they always say he was the god of tanks the tanks were you know these big giant steel monsters so he was yeah. the god of tanks and um we had people who would actually put chicken bones and put things into the tank to for good luck and yeah um there was an old saying that i don't want to come off too machismo or sexist or but they had a thing that they called them um ammo door you know yeah women of the night (laughs) and uh it was bad luck to go into battle without putting some sort of pornographic pictures um, oh, on the ammo doors. Yep. And so that was a big, you had to have. If you don't have it, you're going into battle with bad juju. So, you know, all the tanks, whenever there was a deployment, they always put that stuff up. And it was all kinds of crazy, you know, superstitions. And they had to follow and you know, be ostracized from your crew if you didn't. Like you said, it, it might not be crumb. But it, you might be feeding something dark. You know? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what it was. Yep. Um, you know, it was like where that happened with that tank going down. You know, we were in Africa when that happened, and a lot of bad. Um, it just felt real. It was definitely giving credence, or giving—I mean, not credence, but giving uh, uh, leaving yourself open yeah. for something to happen for a dark entity to do something to make you question, you know, mm. that, you know, it was, it was strange, some strange stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, uh, how many years did you wind up pulling in the Marine Corps? Mm, only four, you know, I, four? I tried to stay in. Yeah. And at that point, uh, Obama said, Hey, war's over. Get out. Yep. And so I got out. Yep. And, uh, uh, well, thank you for your service. No, thank you. And you know, I, I didn't know what else to do with my life. You know, I was I was lost. You know, and I didn't know. How, you know, I had I was married. You know, married, had a kid, and, and another kid on the way. And so I figured, what the heck am I gonna do with my life? You know, to support a family. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll give law enforcement a shot. You know, I'm used to a haircut and a shave and right. wearing body armor, and I'm used to getting yelled at by a sergeant. So. <laughs> give it a shot and been doing it now for seven years yeah well that's awesome thank you you're continuing your service man I, I think that's that's admirable well thank you absolutely brother well danny is there anything else you want to go over before we uh wrap things up 
Uh, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm not a, definitely not going to be one of your featured episodes. I mean, <laughs> my, my stories, uh, I wasn't abducted or anything crazy, but, you know, I appreciate your opportunity to, to explain what I have seen and, yeah. and maybe, yeah. you know, at least in my career, you know, we see a lot of things and um, a lot of guys just don't talk about it. Well, and I, so hopefully this opens it up for some people to talk about the stuff they've seen and in the, you know, stuff that happens. Yeah. I, I appreciate you doing this because I have had several law enforcement officers message me. They'll email me or whatever. And they want to talk, but they don't want to come on the show and talk. And yeah, you know, I, it, it, I get it. it. It's, it's one know? of those things where, you know, if you're deemed crazy, mm-hmm. You're gonna lose your job. Yeah, yeah. The you're, same a li- thing. You're, you're a liability. Yeah, I've I've had people that are in uh, mental health field. Yeah, you know that have been on the show, but I can't breathe a word about what episode, who it was, um, because they can lose their license. Right. Um. So it's it's a it's a noble thing, and I appreciate you coming on here. And people will just have to understand why there's not going to be a YouTube video along with this episode. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. <laughs> so it it's fine i just i really thank you for sharing this with me and uh it'll be on sometime in january it's gonna it'll make it onto the show sounds good sir i really appreciate this opportunity right, thank you so much danny you have a good night and stay safe out there yes sir you take care all right brother all right, bye. Later. all right that's it for this week guys i hope you enjoyed listening to the show if you just have to have more content, you can go to patreon.com slash the bump podcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh, got more and more content on there every week. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, to catch up on past episodes, go to the bump click the episode tab and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on share your story with us. Go to the bump Click the holler at me button and holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right, again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time, don't stop believing.